You know what's beautiful? 24 Sussex Strive, the Prime Minister's house, although in a bit of disrepair. So how much money are we willing to fork over as Canadians to try to fix this property? Should we fix it? Should we just completely start from scratch? There are some mixed opinions on this one, and I would love to hear from you. 780-496-0063. Someone on the text line saying, these politicians already own rich estates long before being the prime minister. They don't need a tax-paid home. I would be, in this case, inclined to disagree. I think if you are... If you are someone who can make it to the top position in our country and be the prime minister, we can probably put you up in a beautiful historical home. It feels like it should be kind of a perk of the job, right? Disagree? Fine. You can let me know. Of course, you're no stranger to doing that, Jed Nation. 780-496-0063 if you want to weigh in. But there is a group that's talking about how to restore and save this very rundown residence. So let's get the details on just how rundown it really is and what this restoration plan could look like. Our guest is the president of Historic Ottawa Development, Inc., Mark Donhay. Mark, thank you so much for making the time. Good to talk to you. Oh, a pleasure, Chelsea. So uh, let's just talk about the disrepair of 24 Sussex. You know what? I don't know whether you want to hear about all the disrepair of this thing. They've been trying to fix this thing for 30 years. And it's been one prime minister after another. It doesn't matter whether it's conservatives, liberals, or or or, or the Purple Party. Everybody has been du- ducking this one for year after year after year. Yes, there are dead rats in the walls. Yes, there is asbestos. Yes, there's all kinds of truly yucky stuff. Okay, but I mean, okay, so there are dead rodents in the wall. If somebody in Edmonton said, "Oh my, uh, Martha, we've got." squirrels in the roof. The Pavlovian reflex is to say, well, I guess we have to call pest control. It's not to say, oh my God, we've got to call a demolition company. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay, sure. But I mean, we're hearing more than just rodents in the walls. I mean, there have been some pretty, some pretty sketchy reports talking about just how bad this is. Are they, are they exaggerated or is it simply a, a situation where maybe there's some asbestos that needs to be removed and some pests that need to be exterminated? Well, the funny thing about it is the one item that seems to be missing in all of this is, oh, yeah, they're ready to put up a total, and the total is $36.64 million. Oh, my goodness, how horrible. Okay, two things they won't, won't tell you. Number one, they won't tell you how they got the figure. Okay, that's a state secret. Hmm. Second thing they won't tell you is, hey, they've got this dandy idea. It's a pet project that's been kicking around for years and years. They're just going to lift up the whole idea of the official residence. They're going to act, enact a new act of parliament, because it's, in the, it's an act of parliament, don't you know? And they're going to move the official residence into a park down the street. Okay? Just bulldoze the park. You know, it's, it's only a park. It's only a bunch of trees and bushes and so on. Well, we'll take over the park. We'll put the prime minister's residence there. Funny thing about that. They don't have any cost estimates for that either, because those are all a state secret as well. Oh, and incidentally, they are going to parachute 125 uh, reception facilities for 125 guests into the new facility, because you know it's an indignity to have the prime minister crossing the street to all the reception facilities across the street at Rideau Hall. (laughs) I mean, you can't have that. I mean, just because everybody else does it, just because, let's say, uh, the prime minister of Great Britain doesn't do any receptions in number 10 down. Street, they have to go to Buckingham Palace for that. No, we can't do that. We have to have the reception facilities in the home of the Prime Minister. Okay, and I heard you say, oh, 
you know, geez, the cushy estates for VIPs. According to the National Capital Commission, only 20% of the building at, at 24 Sussex Drive is actually occupied by the Prime Minister and his family. Now, I haven't been through there with a tape measure. So I can't swear that this is exactly accurate. But if it is accurate, it means the total amount of square footage that's available for the prime minister and his or her family, because it's for all prime ministers, is about 2,400 square feet. I can think of a lot of people in Edmonton who have living quarters of a hell of a lot less than a hell of a lot more than 2,400 square feet. So this idea that we're, you know, feathering the nest of of the big shot VIPs, well, not exactly right. And in our book, if you're a taxpayer of Canada, you should have the right to find out whether they're going to try to replace it with something even more expensive than what they're trying to fix. So when we're talking about this $36 million price tag, is there any clarity on exactly what that would accomplish? Let's just go into that a little bit, because I know you said we don't really know how we landed at that figure, but there must be some theories. There, There has been absolutely nothing published to indicate how they landed at $36.6 million. I can tell you this, Chelsea, and that is we've got our experts, too. We've got our security experts. We've got our architects. We have our engineers. We have a network. And every time you tell them, how the hang do you get to $36.6 million, the reaction has been unanimous. Nobody who knows anything about the subject can figure it out. So, uh, so then what is the direction forward, then? What should we be doing? What we should be doing, first of all, is taking a look at the plans. This isn't the first time this has been looked at. You know, I mean, they, they, they did a complete study in 1999. They did another complete study in 2009. It seems to be coming back and back and back like a bad dinner. We should look at the, the, the dimensions. We should have it costed by some kind of independent, non-governmental entity, and then we should bring the very best minds in Canada and apply them to how to fix the problem. Let's remember, okay, in this country, we've got $6 trillion worth of buildings. We've got a renovation industry that's $160 billion a year. We've got people who know what they're doing. And it's really shortchanging the Canadian renovation industry to say, oh, well, gee, we just don't know how to do that. And I guess we'll just have to take it all to the dump. Bunk. How realistic, though, is that? Is is that going to be the case that will actually tear this thing down? I would venture to guess that most Canadians wouldn't want to see a heritage building taken down. That's that's one big question. But then, okay, instead of carrying one so-called white elephant, we'll be carrying a second white elephant. You want to have two official residences? I mean, not for $36 million. <laughs> not, not at $36 million a pop. You know, I mean, hey, you know, we're taxpayers, too. I mean, we're, our, our interest at Historic Ottawa Development, Inc., can be distilled down to two words, business case. What's the business case for reusing 24 Sussex and fixing it up? What's the business case for picking up our football, moving down the street, and starting over from scratch? Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and we have not yet found anybody 
who has told us that there is a better business case for starting over from scratch than than in fixing up what we've already got. So what do you think then to comments like this one? Uh, Someone saying, heritage is not bricks and mortar, it's the people's growth, their ethics, community, and being Canadian. The building means almost nothing. Yeah, that doesn't change the matter. I mean, I know a lot of people who disagree with that, okay? I mean, after all, there's this guy by the name of Joe Biden in the United States who happens to be living in a property that's even older than 24 Sussex. Okay, why should that have any historic significance? How historic does something have to be before it has historic significance? So I happen to disagree with that, but I also happen to think there's more than just the heritage argument at stake here. Hmm. What do you hope to see? I'd like to see a demonstration to show Canadians that this country knows how to fix up these old suckers. This country has the know-how, it has the ability, it has the industry. We can show how it is possible to take what some people had considered total write-offs as buildings and make them part of a viable community in a viable city again. And I'd like to be able to prove that because I think that our, we have just barely scratched the surface as to what the Canadian renovation industry is capable of in this country. If we take the whole business, for example, of housing seriously, do you know how many really poor condition houses there are in this country? And among pre-1946 buildings in Canada, there's 700,000 dwellings, which according to Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation are in significant need of repair. Well, what are we waiting for? There's a whole series of institutional obstacles, but what we at Historic Ottawa Development Inc. believe is that it is possible to tackle these. It is possible to take even the most prodigiously difficult projects. And 24 Sussex is not easy. We never pretended that it was. But it's possible to take these and make them into an example, a showcase for what this country is capable of doing with its existing building stock. That's our objective. How has your objective or your case then uh, at Historic Ottawa Development been met by this government, or has it? Every attempt that we have made to obtain any information about the building has been stonewalled. Mm. Okay, we, we... Put in a request. There were there were government officials standing in front of the cameras, waving this report in the air, saying, "Isn't this a horrible price to have to pay to fix a building?" Well, it, it is a horrible price to have to pay, and that's why we don't believe it. Thing is that we then asked for that report that they were waving in front of the cameras. Well, no, we can't give it to you. Well, why can't you give it to her? Well, it's a matter of national security. Hang on. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said he isn't living in 24 Sussex. As a matter of fact, he went to the extra mile of saying he will never live in 24 Sussex. Okay, if you want to be that security conscious, I can think of some Canadians who know of this bunker outside of Ottawa that they might want to put the Prime Minister in, but I won't go there. Bottom line on the whole thing is they said, no, can't provide it. We had to appeal under access access to information. We won. Then the government turns around and says, well, we still can't provide you with the report. Well, why not? We just won the access to information appeal. Well, we can't provide it to you because it's really not a report. This gives you an idea of what we've been dealing with for month after month after month on this file. 
Okay, what we would like to see, and I think we're starting to see a groundswell now. We're starting to see the tide shifting on Parliament Hill as more and more people are becoming aware of the fact you don't just compare the fix-up of 24 Sussex with some abstract figure pulled out of the air. You compare it to the alternative. And when you compare our proposal to the other alternatives that are feasible for a Prime Minister of Canada, you start to see that there are some advantages to fixing up the crater that we've already got. Mark, thank you so much for your opinions this afternoon. Really appreciate your time. My pleasure, Chelsea, and good luck. Thanks. Take care. That's Mark Donhay, president of Historic Ottawa Development, Inc., talking about 24 Sussex.